Welcome, lacrosse fans, to the Utah Lacrosse Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Haslam. My uh, guest today is the one and only head coach of the Utah Lacrosse team, Drew McMahon. Coach, how are you? Good, good, Tim. How are you doing? Doing well. Thanks for joining me today. This is the first one of this new 2022 season. Uh, super excited. Obviously, there's a lot to t- that we could talk about, and we'll try to hit on uh, a little bit of everything that people uh, have been asking or want to know. But first and foremost, let's start with the basics. Coach, tell us where you're from and, and when you started playing lacrosse. Yeah, so grew up in, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, started playing lacrosse at a, at a fairly young age, especially for that area. My, my two older brothers were, were both involved in the game previously. So um, when I hit fourth grade, started started playing for our local community there. And then, um, yeah, spent, spent the duration of my youth career and then into high school in the, uh, in the, the greater Pittsburgh area in Pennsylvania. And then uh, you ended up playing uh, collegiately in, at Providence as a, as a goalie. Did you play goalie your, your entire high school career? Is, is that what position you wanted to be? I did, yes. My, my brothers and I weren't really very uh, smart with our approach or well thought out because all three of us were goaltenders, so. Um, didn't really organize that as well as we could have, but yeah, they, uh, they put the pressure on me as soon as I started picking up a stick that, that I was also going to be in the cage. So started out and, you know, maybe played a little bit of attack in fourth or fifth grade, but, you know, pretty much all, all goaltending from that point on and then the, uh, the duration of the career there. Sure. And, and, uh, at Providence, um, you know, you, you were there for all four years. Tell us what, uh, your experience was like there. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, certainly just, you know, did different kind of, you know, way of life and, and different place and where I'd grown up and, and going up to New England was a different type of experience, but, you know, absolutely loved it overall from an academic standpoint, social standpoint, and, you know, of course, the cross standpoint as well. So, um, you know, really enjoyed my time there, obviously, as, as many of us, you know, end up having the experience of throughout our years of college, you know, ended up meeting you know, some of my lifelong best friends there that I'm, of course, still very close with. So, um, yeah, just through and through a very positive experience on and off the field for me. And then after after playing at uh, Providence, you end up going to Robert Morris to coach there as an assistant coach and then eventually become the head coach. Tell us about your tom- time at, uh, at Robert Morris. Yeah, so when I was graduate, my senior year in college was when Robert Morris started their Division One program in, in the spring of 2000, I guess fall of 2004, spring of 2005. And when I graduated from Providence, moved back home and, you know, I was kind of planning and gearing towards potentially getting into the financial sector. And then, you know, also looked at, you know, some opportunities of going overseas to coach. And then with Robert Morris just being in their second year of existence, you know, I'd actually just reached out, you know, out of intrigue to, to connect with the head coach who was Bear Davis at the time, um, you know, and really just kind of asked if I could network and sit down and meet with them and, you know, before I knew it, he, you know, he convinced me to come on and kind of serve in a volunteer capacity in, in the second year of the program. So um, started out there and then just kind of never looked back. I mean, you know, really felt like it was an extremely fortunate opportunity to have a Division One program and, you know, in our backyard for the first time ever. And, you know, realized I could stay in Pittsburgh and, you know, be in the, the place where I grew up and, and coach the game at the highest level. And, um, you know, stuck on from the volunteer position and then eventually had to turn into a graduate assistantship and then, you know, full-time assistant. And then, you know, eventually in 2011 became the head coach. 
And obviously, you know, what, what you did with Robert Morris has been well documented. You know, uh, there were a couple playoff runs, you know, obviously Robert Morris has that, they had that specific style of play, which is kind of a running gun. And, you know, I've been to a handful of, of practices coach and I, I'm here to tell the fans that not much has changed as far as the eye can tell. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you've made adjustments here, but tell me, tell me real quick, had you come to the West Coast before, uh, you know, coming to play Utah last year as, as the Robert Morris head coach? Yeah, so just, I mean, on a personal level, I mean, had, had traveled out West quite a bit just with my sister-in-law. My wife's sister um, is in California, so we'd always made a lot of trips out West ever since she was out there, and I actually have a few close friends that, you know, are even in Utah specifically, and then, you know, a good buddy that, that's in Montana and a good friend in Wyoming, so um, it had different reasons that it brought me out West over the years, but um, as far as, you know, specifically coming to Salt Lake and, and to the University of Utah. I mean, my first trip was when, when we played here last year. So uh, that, that was the first time getting out here. And, and obviously at that point, you know, um, there was probably no inkling in anyone's mind that, that you would eventually become the head coach as soon here as soon as you did. But tell, tell us what, like, what sort of stood out to you as, as you came, you know, was there anything that caught your eye or like, you're like, oh, wow, that's interesting. You know, anything like that? Yeah, I mean, just the fact that it's obviously just such a beautiful place. And, you know, I mean, the the scenery and the surroundings here, you know, as you know, Tim, I mean, they're, you know, they're above and beyond, you know, most places that you can really get to no matter where you're looking. So, um, you know, when the opportunity arose, I mean, of course, you know, there, there was the intrigue of the university and the athletic department and, and the team in general. But, you know, we, we wanted to check all boxes with my wife and kids, just make sure that we really felt strongly about it being a great move personally as well. And, you know, just after seeing everything that the area has to offer, you know, even beyond the campus community, you know, really just felt like it did check every box and it was just a no brainer once the opportunity did arise. Sure. And, and so you, you know, you get hired, you come out here, uh, your wife and, and kids join you a little later. What's been something that uh, has has kind of caught your eye now? Anything since living here that uh, you know has really has really stood out? Yeah, I mean, just I'd say the people overall. I mean, just you know, it's it's very apparent that there's just very nice people here. I think honestly, I mean, we we've kind of related it to Pittsburgh just with you know, the type of people that you do run into and just you know, kind of the pace of you know pace of everyday life and um, you know felt like there were similarities on that end of things, but. I think being biased, I always said the people from Pittsburgh were, you know, were extremely genuine and, and nice people. And, you know, every, every bit of that stands out here in, in Salt Lake and, you know, not only within the surrounding community, but of course, the campus life as well. And, you know, really just felt that, I mean, from Coach Holman and his staff previously and, you know, the types of kids they brought here. I mean, that, that certainly resonated within the team and our guys on the roster as well. Just, you know, really, really felt, you know, fortunate that it was just such a great group of people overall. And, as we know, in addition to, you know, just our jobs and, and what we're doing, you know, on the tactical side of things, I mean, who we spend all our time with is, you know, a big part of our livelihood as well. And, you know, just knowing that it was a, pl a place that, again, in the community, you know, was, was certainly a place with, you know, very good people. And then, of course, again, just within our roster, you know, just feeling fortunate on that end of things as well. Sure. And, and, and so you get here about uh, August or so, uh, you bring along uh, Coach Doyle with you. Um, and then, you know, shortly after that, uh, making the move for from hiring Tim McDermott as the director of ops to the assistant coach. And now just as of last week, adding Jimmy Perkins as a as the volunteer assistant. 
talk just about those three guys and, uh, you know, and how the, they kind of complement you and, and how the whole staff kind of works together. Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot be more happy with the way that, you know, kind of everything fell into place there and, you know, kind of wanted to make sure that I was, you know, covering every different component that I could within putting the staff together and, you know, coach Doyle, I mean, he had played for me at Robert Morris and, you know, went off and coached the Virginia military Institute and then came back to us as a defensive coordinator there. And, you know, fortunate for me when I when I was offered the job and, and accepted it, you know, he was he was on board from the beginning to, to want to take the opportunity. And, um, you know, he understands the culture that we had had in place and, you know, the standards and expectations that I've always had on and off the field and um, really felt like that was something that was very important to start off with and having that support of, you know, just having the same exact message echoed, you know, with kind of who we want to be within our identity and, you know, just the type of culture that we wanted to have here and, um, and continue here. And, you know, that was where, you know, coach McDermott was in, you know, an obvious answer as well. Once he decided that, you know, he wanted to stay on and, you know, potentially move into the coaching role. You know, I just felt like that certainly covered, you know, a, a different angle of disconnecting with the program and, you know, certainly wanted to continue the traditions and, you know, make sure that it was as smooth of a transition as possible for the guys, you know, moving from, you know, last year and the last few years and, and the, you know, us taking over this year. So um, Coach McDermott has just been absolutely, you know, crucial in helping bridge that gap and help us continue the traditions that were already in place here. And then, you know, with the, the volunteer squad, you know, wanted to make sure that I was patient with that and, you know, what had a lot of talks with a lot of different people. And, you know, when Jimmy Perkins came up, I mean, he had moved back to Salt Lake just recently and, um, felt like he was kind of the the perfect mix of you know both of those both of those different angles with Coach Doyle and Coach McDermott where you know Jimmy again you know very unique college experience but you know played played for me for four years at Robert Morris and then for his grad degree came out and played for the first two years at Utah with their program and then you know it was a, a very unique scenario of having a seventh year um, granted to him through the NCAA with the COVID year. And then came back and, and played, you know, what was his fifth year for me, Robert Morris. So, um, again, he kind of, you know, hit, hit both ends, you know, with being able to understand, you know, the standards and cultures that I had had in place in the past. But, you know, again, also just have that, you know, unique quality of, of also being a part of the program here and, you know, being a part of the first two years of the Division One program. So, um, culture and, and standards and, you know, our identity are just so important to me above everything else that we do. And just felt like with Coach McDermott, Coach Doyle, and Coach Perkins, you know, really just covered those areas the, the best that we possibly could have. Sure. And, and it, you know, it, the funny part about Jimmy is he looks so young and, you know, he's one of the few players who's played seven years of college lacrosse. It's kind of ironic. Uh, you, you know, and I was talking to a friend recently, too, who was scrolling through Instagram. And when he saw Jimmy's face goes, Holy moly, is he coming back for an eighth year? But then he actually <laughs> read the title that he was being a volunteer. So awesome to have him back, you know, super excited about that. Obviously, like you said, a, a key part of the first couple of years here at, at Utah, you mentioned some of the culture aspects, uh, you know, that, that each coach has and that yourself has, what are some of the culture things that you're doing with the team or, or mottos or slogans, you know, every sort of team has one. What, what are the, the new Utah pillars, so to speak? Yeah, so, I mean, we really couldn't have had more of a, a similarity with the approach, you know, from the previous staff of Coach Holman and, um, you know, what, what they had already instilled here versus, you know, what I had kind of practiced and preached in the past. So, 
I mean, we had, you know, when I was at Robert Morris, we had eight pillars and, you know, they had six here and four, four that we had used in the past were the exact same for the six that they were using here. So um, don't think we could have had more of a, uh, a connection on that end of things. And yeah, that was a big part of me just feeling just comfortable overall with making the transition and just knowing that, you know, there were a lot of values that were previously that, you know, we were going to continue and, and just have to build upon and, you know, not, not have to come in and 180 anything. So, and then spoke with Coach Roman at length, just about kind of how they had done things in the past. And of course with Coach Dermott and, you know, really just gave me the assurance that, you know, that we were going to be able to make sure that it was a smooth transition. And um, the ones that we currently have in place now that, that you know, we kind of just make sure that we, we met with the guys, and, you know, when everything went over everything that was in place previously, and then, you know, kind of did the compromise of, of what would happen moving forward. But, um, the, the six that we have are passion, effort, teamwork, self-control, gratitude, and valor. Um, and, you know, for us to instill those, I mean, it certainly goes well beyond the words on paper and, you know, just what we say we're going to be. And that's something that we talk to the guys about a lot is that, you know, everybody says they're going to have an identity, but, you know, culture really comes down to, to the actions that are in place that, you know, live out that identity on a day-to-day -day basis. So, um, you know, we do a lot with just, you know, instilling those pillars and, you know, having different resources and, and videos and, you know, outside sources that, that we use to, to reference the same, you know, ideologies and philosophies. And um, we also do team building events that will surround those pillars. So, um, you know, in the fall, we, we did a pillar of the week and, you know, really just kind of hammered each one of those components. And then, you know, for the spring, what we typically do, we actually just had a team meeting today where, where we did it for the first time this spring, but we'll have the guys kind of talk about, you know, where we're at as a team on and off the field and then, you know, relate one of the pillars to what we feel like is most important, you know, at that given time. So um, we'll have the guys just pick what the, the pillar of the week will be throughout the season based upon kind of where we're at. And then, you know, we'll continue to do the things to just re reinforce those, those philosophies within each pillar as we go throughout the year. Awesome. You know, and, and uh, obviously having that cultural piece is a big part uh, of what you're trying to do. Tell me about the players. Um, you know, obviously I'm not asking you to talk about individual ones, but, but maybe elaborate on, you know, you came in and you got to meet all the players, maybe sort of some themes that came out of that, or, or maybe players that you're excited about or position groups that, that really stood out to you. Yeah. I mean, overall, again, just certainly first and foremost, what, what, you know, really jumped off the page to me. It was just, you know, how awesome of people, you know, I, I was essentially able to quote unquote inherit. And, um, you know, just the the fact that, you know, we, we are surrounded by guys that we love being around every day right now is everything that we could ask for, you know, for, for the foundation of, of everything. So um, that was definitely what jumped off the page, you know, more than anything else. And as far as on the field, I mean, you know, certainly feel like we have personnel to, you know, to play a similar style that, that you know, I've become accustomed to, to pushing across in the past and, um, you know, really excited about just having the pieces in place that we need positionally, you know, to play an up-tempo style and, um, you know, just play a fun brand and, and fast brand of ball that we want to play. And, um, you know, really just, you know, happy overall with where we're at from front to back on that end of things. And, I'd say probably the, the biggest thing that jumped off too, just, you know, on, on either end of the field was just, you know, the, the defensive personnel that we returned from last year and, you know, being very veteran on that side of the ball, you know, just feel like that's going to be a strength for us this year without question. And, 
you know, kind of the, the mentality of iron sharpens iron. We just, you know, feel like we're very competitive on a day-to-day -day basis with our offense versus our defense. And I think both sides of the ball are just continuing to make strides just from, you know, again, that iron sharpens iron type of, type of approach. Sure. And as we look forward to obviously this Saturday uh, against the University of Denver, uh, who's coming to Salt Lake for the first time, coach, it, it's interesting, you know, I, before the University of Utah had a D1 program, I mean, a lot of us cheered for Denver, right? Because it was the closest team and, and they were doing well. And so, you know, it's certainly an awesome game uh, to have here at Rice Eccles Stadium. Certainly looking forward to that. So I want, uh, this is a two-part question. So let's, let's talk briefly about that game, but then just sort of touch on uh, the schedule as a whole. I, I understand the whole, you know, the next game is the, or the most important game is the next one, all that. I understand that. But, you know, just, just hit on maybe some of the highlights of the schedule as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, we're, we're, you know, extremely excited, obviously, to have Denver coming in here and again, having to be for the first time and, you know, spoke with Coach Tierney about, you know, ideally making that a, you know, a game that, that we're playing every single year going back and forth to one another, because as you mentioned with them being, you know, originally more of the only, you know, really Western presence outside of Air Force originally, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, that, that we're continuing to just make sure that, you know, we're, we're feeding one another, so to speak, with, you know, being able to have the Western presence here and uh, just, again, making that a game that, that we continue on every single year moving forward and then we go back and forth to one another. So um, certainly excited to have that one start us off and then, you know, really feel like it was a strong schedule. I mean, much in part, you know, to, to what was already in place as I took the job and then you know, I had to make a few you know, changes or additions once getting here. But um, feel like we have a very competitive out-of-conference schedule and, you know, opening up with two, you know, ranked opponents to start the year with Denver and then traveling to Vermont, um, you know, and, and just felt like we have, you know, a lot of different, you know, angles that we hit with the schedule with, you know, where we're playing. We want to get out and, you know, get, get the brand of, of Utah lacrosse everywhere we can. So, you know, we're playing in Florida, we're playing in Maryland, we're playing in Vermont and, they're really kind of covering different areas throughout the country to, to just continually just, you know, again, brand ourselves, and, you know, get, get Utah across over the map in every area that we can. And then, you know, of course this year, you know, the, the big thing is, is now having the conference to play for. So um, with the A-Sun scheduling, you know, we'll, we'll be able to get into the, the conference schedule more so in the, in the latter half of the year as we get into March and April. Um, but, you know, certainly just excited about having the conference component for the first time in, in the history of the program. And, of course, that being the, uh, you know, the ticket to be able to move on and advance to the NCAA tournament. And, and Coach, you've been to the NCAA tournament before. Tell us, tell us what it's like. What, what's, what's so different about getting there? Obviously, that's the path to the championship. But, you know, what, what are those first round games like versus just regular season games? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously at the end of the day, still got to just go out there and play, you know, our best lacrosse for for a minimum of 60 minutes. But, you know, there is just, you know, the, the added excitement at that time of the year. I mean, everybody wants to play in May. You know, it's like October baseball, not that we want to reference baseball. But um, as we get into May, I mean, we want to keep playing as long as we can. And, um, you know, getting to those stages, I mean, you know, I know in the past doing it as a player for the first time and, you know, certainly as a coach for the first time too, I mean, you get to that, you know, you get to that platform, and I think it just, you know, really kind of helps propel the program moving forward. And, you know, that's that's the starting point to get to that, you know, final round of 16 teams. And, you know, from there, the talk really becomes, you know, starting to, to more so get into the discussion of the national championship and, you know, competing to be a top team in the country. So um, the, the conference, again, gives us, you know, kind of the, the best pathway to make that happen. And then, 
you know, once we get there, just, you know, then being able to just focus on, you know, then how we move into, you know, the championship weekend and getting to that point for our program. That's right. And, and, you know, I talked to coach Holman a lot, obviously in the, in the past, and he, you know, he would always tell me really the goal is to get to that final four and then kind of anything can happen from there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so obviously as, as the team makes its uh, progress here in the A sun, we, can look forward hopefully coach this year to uh to a playoff game yeah that's a, that's 100 percent the plan so and you know i know the guys is you know extremely motivated with with having the conference in place for the first time and you know of course we are gonna you know take it one day at a time and, and focus on practice tomorrow and then you know getting into game one this week but you know the the end goal is to get to compete for a national championship by getting to that final slate of 16 teams and you know seeing what we can do from there so um, you know, again, just an, an awesome opportunity to have for the first time within our program to, to be able to compete at that level. And, and real quick on the schedule, I, I want to, I'm not going to commit yet to anything, but you have told me there will be more than four home games next season. Right? <laughs> yeah, the, the conference <laughs> certainly helps with that. But, you know, for this year, we only had Denver out of conference and, um, you know, there each year will st- stagger between either having three home and four away or vice versa between the, uh, or I'm sorry, three, yeah, three and four, um, uh, just between the ASA opponents. And then we will do two crossover games with the Silicon each year, um, which one will always be home. One will be away. So, um, you know, we'll have those in place, which of course helps. And then, um, you know, really a goal moving forward to, to try to get to the point where we're, you know, where we're playing half of our games at home. Um, and next year, you know, essentially we're already at that point where we have seven, if not eight games scheduled for, for you know, for 2023 that will be played at home. Um, but, you know, our, my, my two main goals, scheduling and, and, you know, even in the past being at another location that was a little bit remote and also somewhat tough to schedule, you know, but we prioritize, you know, as the top two things, we want to play the best competition we can year in and year out. And, you know, ideally we get to that 50-50 mark where we're playing, you know, half of our games at home each season. Absolutely. And, and coach, whatever, whatever you decide, whatever ends up happening, we'll, we'll be there. That's for sure. Uh, it, as we look forward to Denver, what, what sort of, uh, you know, game plan do you put in place? What, what does your week look like leading up to that game? Yeah, so, you know, today, tomorrow, still kind of, you know, keeping a lot of the focus just internal and, you know, on what we need to be doing at this time of the year as we prepare for, you know, our first outside competition. But, you know, Wednesday we'll start hitting the scouting report and get into a little bit more of, you know, more so what we're up against with Denver. Um, and, you know, game one, there's, of course, always some, you know, some question marks and, you know, we're going off of some stuff from last year so. Um, you know, really going to hammer just, you know, doing everything that we need to be doing at the highest level possible, regardless of the opponent. And then, you know, of course, we'll have some specifics with the game plan. But um, today, tomorrow, to start off at the beginning of the week, we're typically always still focusing on just us, and, you know, what we need to be doing, as I mentioned. And then, you know, Wednesday, scouting report, Thursday, really, you know, hitting the execution side as much as we can. And then, you know, Friday, kind of having things just, you know, put in place and a little bit, you know, kind of slower of uh, an approach with our practice, but, you know, still doing everything that we can to prepare for game day. But, you know, with game one and, you know, only having last year to go off of, you know, in, in a good way, we certainly just want to keep the focus on ourselves and doing everything that we need to be doing at a high level. Sure. And that uh, that makes sense, Coach. As we wrap up here, anything else that uh, that you want to talk about or mention? 
No, just obviously can't wait to get started. And, you know, I, I know that there's just been incredible community support in the past. And you know, again, crediting Coach Holman and the staff of just establishing that in the, you know, in the early years of the program here. And can't wait to get as many fans out there as we can to come out and support us. And, you know, hopefully, you know, be able to put together a product where, you know, we're, we're doing everything that we can to be the best team that we're capable of and, you know, making the community proud. So, fired up to get started this weekend and, you know, continue things moving in the right direction as we move throughout the season here. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks for joining us today, coach. We appreciate it. That game, obviously Denver at 1 PM on Saturday at Rice stadium tickets are available at utahtickets.com. There is a group rate. If you're bringing 10, 10 or more people, you can get tickets for $5 each. If you use the keyword group, when you check out also don't forget that 12 and under are free which also helps a lot and uh, should be a fun one, Coach. Uh, We're excited. And uh, again, thanks for joining us and go Utes. Absolutely, Tim. Thanks for having me.